All right, so we left off last year with a it's unbelievable Gemara in in Brachas. Gemara is unbelievable in its own right, but uh, especially when the Maral brings it over to uh, to over here to Hanukkah, really giving us a tremendous insight. We'll add to it. I'm going to say more than what he says, but I think he I think that this is I hope that this is the kavan of the Maral. Okay, so first of all, um, we said the Gemara last time. I'll say it again. Uh, there's this fascinating shaklavataria, a, a, a back and forth that the Gemara uncovers from Psukim in the in the Navi, Tzion, the daughter of Tzion, Azavani Hashem, Hashem Shechachani, Hashem abandoned me, he forgot me, and then Hashem responds back, can a mother forget her, the child of her womb? Um, etc. So, so the Gemara says, basically, what the, what the discussion is between is, Klaus is saying, listen, we know we've sinned, and you've thrown us out, so seemingly we're done. Yeah. So Hashem says back to them, no, no, it's, it's never going to break. The relationship between us, between you and me, is never going to break. It's it's a, it's a fundamental relationship. It's like the relationship between, between a, a child. And uh, and uh, and the parent, and it's not it's not a relationship that, 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 that's broken. So Kalsa say, but just like that, Be'etzim, we are your children. Just like Be'etzim, we're connected to you. We're we're fundamentally an extension of you. But also fundamentally, we're broken away from you. Also, where do we see that? So meaning, the the beginning, the beginning of everything is where you see. Um, you know the, so to speak, uh, everything that will come out of that. Uh, you know, beginning of a relationship is where you see what will come out of that relationship. So, for example, you know, if not for the wedding day, there would be no marriage, right? So, on the wedding day, kind of everything is in potential right there in the wedding day. So, Klausel left Egypt, and we went to 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 a desert. Can you imagine an entire nation of people going out to a desert to a place that you can't have any food, no water, nothing. Complete trust in Hashem. This, this unbelievable thing, like the Pasuk says, Zachartilach, Chesed Naraich, I remember for you the, the, the kindness of your youth, Lechtech Acharai, Bemidbar, you're walking after me in the, in, in the desert, Be'ez Lozarua, a land that's not sown with seed, nothing you can eat there, right? And we're bringing Kabbalahs, we're bringing this unbelievable thing. So Hashem says, I can't forget that. So Kalash says, back to him, but then also you're not going to forget then the Cheta Eagle. Right, the Sinai Golden Calf, which also happened right there at the very formation of the relationship, there's a breakage. You know, like in the foundation of the building, there's a crack. Right, there, there, there's, a, there's a. It's not just oh, at some point we did something wrong. That that can always everybody messes up at some point. Inside the inside the shelo yacht. Right, everyone sins at some point. But that's that's okay. So you do chuva on that. But here it's in the very inception. It's like because I'll compare it to a kala, to a bride that is acts promiscuously under her own chuppah, right? So it means it means there's something broken in, in in the marriage itself. So Hashem says, no, no, that that I will forget. So they say, so that you forget that, so you'll forget us also. So you forget that. Says, no, that I won't forget. So what's the uh, what, what's what's the back and forth? What's the discussion? So the and then, and then we'll tie it back into Hanukkah. So the so the morale explains that 
So a few steps. Number one, we are different from the from the rest of, from the nations of the world in the fact that we are called Bni Bukhari, my son, my firstborn. They're not right. What does it mean, my son, my firstborn? It means we are and we are connected to Hashem. We're like a child to Hashem, which means we're close to Him. That 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 is represented by what we said before, going after Hashem in the desert, bringing the carbonos, everything beautiful. That's a very very strong connection that we have with Hashem. The the avos the avos laid it all down absolutely. Okay, now we're talking about once it's already being avos is like the uh, the DNA. You know, this is already we're talking about bringing it. Yeah. Now, but every son is also broken away from his father. He's an individual person, meaning to the extent that he views himself as a continuation of his father, but he also, on that same deep level, also views himself as being different from his father. There's also a separation. There's a connection, and there's also right there a separation. And that's represented by the Chet Egel, which means even though we are fundamentally connected to Hashem, but we're also fundamentally disconnected from Hashem. So then, so, so, so that's, the, that's the discussion. So we start off thinking, maybe we're no different than anybody else. You've abandoned us, that's it, you're done with us. So Hashem says, no, no, no. That's not how it is. You have a fundamental relationship with me. We say, okay, but, but if that's the case, but right in there is also a fundamental break. So Hashem says, you're right. But there's another perspective from which the relationship is unbreakable. And that's from my perspective. But I will not forget, which is that the son may view himself as being separate from the father, but the father doesn't view himself, doesn't view the son as being separate. He's always his baby. He's always he's an extension of him. From from up. Right. Right. Yeah, you're you're where I want you to go, right? So that's so that's, that's basically so it means to say there's, there's there's although it's a in the language of the of the of the morale and the the the, the, the Rambam the Chavos Lavavos that there's an Ilo Alu relationship a Mashpia Makabo relationship, um, but it, it's different for the recipient although. For the creator, though, you know, for the created being, whatever it is, right? Although he understands that he comes from there, but he also understands. But now I'm, but now I'm separate. Now I am. Whereas Hashem transcends that separation, and from His perspective, it's all one. There's no break. From His this is exactly a part of the plan. Yeah. Or in other words, we can say. Right, that that, uh, that Hashem's will includes us breaking away from Him and struggling and then coming back. That, that's it's all it's all a part of that plan. Yeah. Okay. That's now with that background, we can understand the unbelievable midrash that we mentioned last time, where why are Yavon compared to Choshech? Right. The The darkness was on the face of the abyss. So, Yavah is called darkness. Why are they called darkness? Because they darkened our eyes with their decrees against us. What was the decree? That they made us write, Kisvu lachem al kerna shor, 
write for yourselves on the horn of an axe, you have no portion in the God of Israel. What is this? What is this portion of Israel? What's, what's the fight about? So, one of the most beautiful uh, Mishnayas in Shisha Sidra Mishnah that every one of us has to carry around with us in our hearts is actually every Perik in, in Perkiavos starts off with that Mishnah. Even though it's not from Perkiavos, it's from the 10th Perik of Sanhedrin. Anybody know what that first Mishnah in the 10th Perik of Sanhedrin is? The Perik is called Hachelik. No? Call Yisrael Yeshlem Chelik Lolomabo. Yeah, all Jewish people have a Chelik Lolomabo in, in the next world. Now, it's important to understand what that Mishnah means. It's an unbelievable Mishnah. Because the Rambam said, Paskins in the Mishnah Torah, clearly, that it's talking about Rishoyim. It's talking about Rishoyim of Klausel. Because Tzadikim, they, they don't just have a Chelik, they have a Gansa Olam Haba, they have a whole thing. In fact, they have Shia Lamim, they have 310 worlds, whatever that means. But they have super duper connection to Hashem, each one his own unique connection to Hashem that he himself built. But the Rishoyim from Klaus Israel, who are not Zohar, they don't have a world they built with Hashem. They never built a relationship with Hashem. So they have a Chalik in Olam Abba. They have a portion. There's like one general, you know, there's one general Olam Abba that the, the they can share it. What's that? They got one hot dog. It's a lot more than a hot dog. It's Olam Abba. It's Olam Abba. We have no idea what, how great Olam Abba is. Yeah? But you're right. It's compared to, compared to, compared to what the Tzadikim have. Yeah. They, 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 have, they have a share. Similar to, says the Rambam, what the Hasidi Umus Olam have, the righteous Gentiles, they also have a chalik in Olam Abba. In the same way. Now, the obvious question is, okay, yeah. a Yid who is a Russia and, 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 and a Hasid and a of the Umus Olam. Both have a chalik in Olam Abba. That's what... Is there more than one The Rambam says the same way. Yeah, I think you're right. That there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a uh, in some of the other farm it's written to be different. But for now, for now we'll keep it. But, but, um, but the, the obvious question is: Wait a second. You telling me this guy? He's a now. The Ram says this is this is Rishoyim who are not Kofrim in the Yudgimum Ikrim, right? Obviously, they have to be believers. If they deny, if they're deniers of the thirteen principles of Jewish faith then they don't have a chalik in Olam Right? But as long as a person is fundamentally a believer, yeah, even though he's a Russia Marusha, he's a womanizer, he's a, uh, he's a thief, he even killed a person, a terrible person, he has a chalik in Olam Does that make sense to you? What's that? Yeah. <coughs> oh, Josh is cheating. He's using. Josh is cheating. He's using his memory from ten minutes ago. 
The person that I just described? No, but you, you, you excluded someone who doesn't believe in the Still a Russia. The person who does a virus isn't necessarily Russia. But, uh, someone who who is more who is more bad than good is a Russia. I see someone uh, needs to review the beginning of of, of the second Halak of Derek Hashem, right? Right? Second parak. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's Taiva. Maybe it's not a Russian. Maybe sure. Taiva, Taiva, Gaiva, covered. Taiva, Kina, Taiva, Taiva, Kina, and covered. Motsina, Sada, Minol. Yeah, very bad thing. Oh, is it Russia? Absolutely a Russia. But he still has a hair to know him above. Yeah? But the question is why? So, so the answer is what we explained earlier. That a yid fundamentally is connected to Hashem, and unless he breaks that fundamental connection by by uprooting himself out of his connection to Hashem through the denial of the yud gimel uh, ikrim, he still maintains that relationship with Hashem. Okay, now even though he himself didn't do anything positive over here, right? Now that is a that's a pella. That's a pella, right? And can you imagine walking over to a Buddhist? Right? Now Buddhists are kind of philosophers. They're kind of like a philosopher. Right? They believe in a spiritual world and they also believe that uh, you know you can practice any discipline you want if it'll help you to improve yourself. Um, emotionally, spiritually, as a person, and that, that's, uh, that's how you're going to get closer to the, you know, infinite whatever, yeah? So you come over to me and say, that, hey, do you know that this person who's a Russia, he's going he's gonna to uh, he, he's gonna, he's gonna be close to the infinite, he's going he's gonna to have a, a portion in, in, in all of a ball. He's going to get furious at you, what are you talking about, right? There's no gifts, no freebies in the world, right? If you're a tzaddik, you get to you get to be close. You get to be close to God, right? If you're a Russia, then you're out. Right? That's what Seichel says. Yeah. So, so there was a fundamental fight over here, right? That the Yevonim were saying to us, ashore, write for yourselves on the horn of an axe." You have no chalik. You have no automatic portion in Olam in God. I mean, God means in relationship with God, not in God Himself. You, you hold stakes in God, but it means in the relationship with God, right? You don't have a chalik. Chalik, a portion. No, you don't have a chalik. If you are a tzaddik, you can earn it good. But how are you going to have a chalik? From where? So we answer back to them, what do you mean? Because we we're different, we have a fundamental relationship with Hashem. It's, it's there, it's automatic. They say, oh yeah? And where do they point? Joey, where do they point? Close. That's what you meant, Chet <laughs> Okay. They point to the Chet and they say, look, 
You're telling me that you're fundamentally connected to Hashem. You're not fundamentally connected to Hashem. In your very beginning, you sinned. So therefore, you're broken off. Now, if you're going to be a tzaddik, and you're going to get closer to Hashem, good, then, then, then fine. Then you can have, everybody can have a portion in, 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 uh, in God if, if they become righteous. But automatic, no, you don't have that. Because you sin with the Chetega, a proof. So therefore, write for yourselves on the horn of an axe, which is obviously a reminder of uh, the Chet Egel, that you that this is not true, right? Now, but what, what do we? So what do we answer back to that? Back in the Gemara over here, what was the? What was the so what, what did Hashem respond? Hashem said, But from me, from my perspective, I don't care about you guys. I want to have this relationship with you. Now, that is where the rubber hits the road. Just to understand a little bit about, about the philosophers. This is, uh, you, know, you get a decent picture of this if you learn the first Tamprokim or so in the Kuzuri. Yeah? Um, also, the second Agdama to Gvurus Hashem of the Maral. Um, philosophers understood that God is perfect. Okay? And being that He's perfect, He. Uh, Number one, he's unchanging, and and in order to be unchanging, he has to not be aware of anything that's happening here. Because if he were to be aware, every time we do something new, it would change his knowledge, and he and his knowledge are one, which would change him, which is prohibited, according to them. So he's unaware, and and the reason why he's unaware is because he's completely disinterested, because this is all a bunch of garbage, a bunch of nothing. He's only... He's perfect, so his thoughts are perfect. He only thinks about perfect things, which is himself. Pretty egocentric, right? But when you're God, that's okay. Yeah? That's what they say. So, so um, they understood that this is the definition of God. God does not have a rotson, a desire for this world. doesn't care about us. He didn't, he didn't even create this world. Right, so how did the world come about? It's spun off of him. It's like a, you know, heat that radiates from a body, right? It's just a byproduct. So this world is like a byproduct from the existence of God. Perfect being or mechanism has byproducts. Efficiency. I don't. Know, yeah. I, I mean, efficiency is only important when you're limited in resources. Um, so, you know, who, who says that efficiency in this case is... Uh, on the contrary, his existence is such that it even s- s- um, spawns other existences yeah, that, are, that are less than it. He doesn't care. He's so rich, he doesn't, doesn't mind, right? There's no, no skin off his back, yeah? But... Uh, but... Uh, um, and, and therefore, he can't possibly be interested in anything that's happening here. Now, we've been discussing last time, what is the animal that corresponds to Yavan? The leopard, the Nemer, right? Now, the characteristic of a leopard is Azus, brazenness. Brazenness is the thinking you can do, you know, anything. You can do more than what you can really do. And the intellect, the human mind, is the most brazen thing in the world. This part you're not going to understand, but it's uh, beyond you, Right? So, the human mind does not accept that. Okay? To the point 
that they came and they defined God. It means to define, it means to put into a box. It means to say what he is and what he is not. What he can do and what he cannot do. And it came out that he cannot create, he cannot know, he cannot care. And so they got this neat little God up there that they've imprisoned in a box. Yeah? And that's, that's the brazenness of the leopard. That's the brazenness of the seichel, of the intellect. So we come along and we say to them, not only does Hashem create the world, not only does He care about the world, but that He cares about us in a way of, I don't care from you, I want you, Hashem says to us. That, those are the biggest fighting words you can have for, for, for the Yivana. Right? In other words, what you're saying is that they cannot define God. They cannot limit God. Right? And, and the entire vision of life is wrong. That's, that's why it was such a point of friction, such a point of tension, that this was their fundamental xera against us to say we have no portion in the God of Israel. Okay, so that was... That was um, this. Now the stage, the stage is set. We understand why there's the conflict, and now the conflict is about to begin. Okay, the the Gemara in Shabbos says, "My Hanukkah. What's Hanukkah? Right? Uh, why is it called Hanukkah? Or what is it about? That on that on the the twenty fifth of Kislev." Um, right, the you're not allowed to you're not allowed to mourn you're not you're not allowed to bewail right? Uh, why? Because when when the, when the we finally managed to expel the Yivonim from Yerushalayim right, and when we came into the Heichel of the Migdash, and we found that all that they contaminated all the oils right, except for one Pach Shemin that was sealed with the signet of the coin Godel, and we were Metaher, the base Hamikdash, and we lit the menorah, and it was only one day's worth of burning, and it burned for eight days. This story, I'm assuming, maybe you heard once or twice. Okay. And that's why we established these days, Lahodos or Lahalal, eight days of unbelievable gratitude to Hashem for all generations. Obvious question is what because of a miracle that a one jar of oil burned for eight days instead of one day made this whole big miracle made this whole big holiday. I mean, a lot of miracles happen over the course of the years, right? That's obviously not because of the miracle. What is it? What is it because? What are we commemorating on Hanukkah? The miracle. Also, commemorating the war. Also, the, the, also commemorating the war. We are commemorating the war. Not the, not the, oil burning not the miracle. Not the miracle. But rather what? The miracle is symbolic. Exactly. The miracle showed us, very good, Asher, that the, the success that we had in the war the whole time was, Hashem was hidden behind the scenes. Right? The Like it says that um, Purim is the last, the Megillus Esther is the last of the, of the recorded miracles, 
right? Because Hanukkah is lonitely kosev. It was not something that could be written down in a prophetic way. A prophet couldn't write it down. There's prophecy had ended. All uh, Hashem is in a revealed state is hidden, right? That ended with the Churim Ba'isrishon and the seven years after that, that there were still Nevi'im who had initially gotten their prophecy back during Ba'isrishon. They could still continue to prophesize, right? But after that, it ended. There's no more prophecy. There's no more open miracles. So the entire time, Hashem is helping us in the war behind the scenes, but you don't see it, right? So then, when Hashem did this uh, miracle, and it was, I mean, only the only the Kohanim inside inside the Kodesh they saw this, right? It was it was kind of a pretty pretty uh, quiet type of a miracle, right? But this was a way to show you that the entire time, the entire war was really always helping us. And he will continue to help us. By the way, this was only like a year or two into the rebellion. that we just got Yerushalayim. They were still like within a catapult shot of the city walls. Right? There were still years and years of, of war ahead of us. Yeah? But we knew that Hashem was on our side. We, we, knew, we knew that we were going to win now. Yeah, so so it's to commemorate the miracle. The 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 the, 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 the is to commemorate the war. The miracles to show us it's not just a, a war of um, um, military prowess, but it's really uh, that that Hashem is with us. Okay. Be saying what before we started? Or? Before it starts, like before there isn't this sense of a Muna that Hashem is going to And then they win a battle and they see that they can be there. Well, uh, it's, 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 a, it's, a good, it's a good analogy. I'll, I'll give you an analogy for this, right? Imagine the Jewish people, right, like a, like a, like a, like a big like a big candle, yeah? And you, and you extinguish, and you extinguish, and you extinguish the fire until there's one little tiny thing left, right? And then the, uh, just a little spark, right? And then the Kashmanoim, the Kohanim, the Kohen Gadol, comes and he blows on it, and blows on it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and more Yidin join the rebellion, and more and more join, and it, and it gains momentum until the, until the fire, you know, kind of... Um, Regains, regains its full strength. So, so you're right. It, it, we, it was very much again all the shmonim, and this is going to be back to our analogy, right? Really, what we're saying is that the miracle of the shaman and the menorah and all that is is was the perfect analogy to demonstrate what had happened, what was the war about. Um, and where was the success, right? So, so yeah, all the shmonim they contaminated, except for this one little thing left. This one little thing, and but from there, it we went out and it spread, it spread back. So, um, yeah. It's interesting that the Fiseicho, there's no way that they could win. Okay. So, the war is sort of this interesting demonstration the Fi, the Greeks, of course we're going to win this war. We have a stronger army, we have 
better tacticians. If we are Chachma, there's no, there's no way that they can win, and then the war is a demonstration of something beyond. Yep. Yep, that's right. Is there any um, militaristic uh, research like this? Say again? Um, like, for example, by the, like, by the siege of the old city and the destruction of a city, like Josephus has like, a whole cast on different battles that were back and forth. Yeah, there was a lot of records. We have a lot of records, yeah. Sure. There's a where different battles took place and everything. I have an oddity. I'd like to hear what you have to say. As great of a miracle as it was, and we're still celebrating it to this day, the Hasmonean disappeared. The base of Mikdash disappeared. We don't have the two things that is the root of, not the root, but the players, so to speak, in the whole story of Hanukkah. They didn't last. But that the, the Hanukkah, the, the idea of what Hanukkah represents does. So I think, I, did you listen to last week's year? I think so. Okay, so we, so we had last week that even though we won, right, but now we're in the fourth exile. And the fourth exile is really a resurrection of all three of the uh, uh, exiles. So, combined. so, which is why the Romans destroyed the second base of Means It kind of takes us back to square one. Uh, and now we're faced with all that once, we have to do it all over again. So, so, so you're right. We, we've, we've lost it, we have to regain it again. Yeah? Um, okay, so Raboy say it's. Uh, we have nine minutes left. Let's. Uh, okay, we're not going to finish now, it, uh, but uh, but we can we can at least make a valiant effort. Okay, so so again, so I, I guess I guess the thing to understand is in the in the in the war in the battle, right? So if if the symbolism for it is the shmonim, is the oil and the menorah. Right, the menorah which makes the light. So first of all, we need to identify what were they attacking. Right, they went, they contaminated all the shmonim. Why were they contaminated? Why were they out against specifically against the menorah? Right, why, why, why was this like a like a target of theirs? Yeah. Um, so. We know that fundamentally they they were we, we spoke about them being the seichel they were misnagged they were against right the Torah Torah is a is a related to the language of aura Torah aura right or it's a Torah is a form of light. Um, and the you know the 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 menorah is a uh, symbol of Torah Shabal Peh, of the oral Torah, and um, so that was one thing they were out against. They were out to uproot the Torah. That was one thing. And the other thing is they were out was to contaminate the base of Migdish. Hanukkah, the Pashup Shad, straightforward understanding of the word Hanukkah is. Hanukkah, uh, Hanukkah Sabah is the, the inauguration of the basement. They, they, they cleansed it from the pigs that they brought in there and everything. They, and they, they, and they, re, uh, they, they rededicated it. That, that, that's Hanukkah, right? So, so the, the two things that they were attacking was the, the base of Migdish, 
specifically the Beis Hamidrash is a much broader sense, but really the thing they were out against was the Heichel. The Heichel means the, the place where, the inside where the vessels are, right? They, they, they were against the Heichel, and they were against the Torah in general. Okay? Now, um, it, on the, the Jewish people uh, on a national level um, can be viewed as a as one per, as, a, as a person, like as a, as a single as a single entity. All of us put together is like is like one person. Okay. In that, the base Hamikdash is the heart. It's the heart of the Jewish people. And the Torah is the mind of the Jewish people. Yeah? And they were they were out to contaminate the hearts and the minds of the Jewish people. And in fact, they succeeded to it in an unbelievable, to an unbelievable degree. I mean, the in fact, a lot, a lot of the war that the Hashemarim fought was actually a civil war against what was called the Misyavnim, the, the the Jews that the the, the Hellenists, the, the ones that became Greek, right? I mean, they had such a level of penetration that it was like among the Jews, it was already like taboo to be like uh, you know from right is ninety percent of them were, were secular right and uh, and and so that's represented you know kind of materialized in the contamination of the of the heichel of the base amigdish right and of the brittle the nullification of the Torah. Now, there's a, the morale gives an unbelievable remosm to, to see all these things. Number one, Heichel is numerical value 65. Hey, Yud, Chaf, Lamed. Chaf, Lamed is 50. Yud is 60. Hey is 5, 65. Yeah? Heichel is 65. Yavan is 66. So Yavan had the upper hand on the Heichel. They were able to penetrate the Heichel, they broke through, they contaminated, uh, and they had control over it. That's, uh, that, was, that, was, that was the Heichel. Um, they also were opposed and, and outlawed many of the mitzvahs of the Torah. So that was, that was what, they, what they did. Now, both the Heichel, both the Beis Hamikdash or the Heichel, and the Torah have a hidden chamber, have a hidden inner chamber. In the Torah, Torah is has two aspects to it. Kineh mitzvah the Torah or Torah has the mitzvahs that it instructs us to do. Right, so to speak, the revealed parts of the Torah. You open up a Shulchan Aruch. Here's what a Jew does. You you put on your tefillin. You do this, 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 and then there's the premise of the Torah, the connection that we have to Hashem through the Torah, through the learning of the Torah, through the learning by itself, without not doing the mitzvahs. It's, it's a hidden chamber that the Torah has inside of it, which is, and you go from from a ner to the or ner ki ner mitzvah of the Torah or ner a ner is a candle. A candle has a physicality to it, just like a mitzvah does. And it can be contaminated. But Torah or 
light can't be contaminated. Light you can't grab. Nothing you can do to light. Right? So that is a higher level that the Torah has. The Heichel, again, is spelled how? Who caught that? Good. So that's 65, right? But if you listen to it, Heichel, there's a Tzerei underneath the Hey. The Tzerei, it also makes a Yud sound. As if there are two Yuds. I mean, the word Heichel has one Yud that is actually written, and one Yud, the only, is not visible, but you hear it. Okay? Yud stands for Kedusha. Yeah? Yud is like a, a, the letter that's a spiritual letter, right? The letter, the small little letter that's not touching the, the line. So, there's a, another Kedusha that the Heichel has, the hidden portion. Where's the hidden portion? It's the Kodesh HaKedoshim. There's Kedusha, and there's Kedusha inside the Kedusha. Are you saying that that's because the Seyre, when you say the Seyre, it has... You, you, you basically pronounce the Yir, the Yir, Seyre, so, Hei, Hei, Yir, So there's a, there's a, the Seyre makes a Yir sound, and then the Yud makes a Yir sound. So you got two Yuds over there, the hidden Yud and the revealed Yud. The hidden part of the Heichel is the part that they had access to, and then there's the hidden part, the transcendent part, which is the Kodesh HaKadosh. Okay? Now, when you add an extra Yud to 65, you get 75. Okay? Which is Gematria Kohen. Kohen, Chaf, Hei, Nun, 65. So the Kohanim have access to the Kodesh HaKadosh. Right? And there we're greater than Yavon. Means in the revealed sense, we're, we're, the Heichel is 65, and it, we're beaten by, the, by Yavon, which is 66. But in the hidden, if you can access, if you can access the inner, the Kodesh Kadoshim, which is where the coin Gadol goes, who, only, who goes into the Kodesh Kadoshim? Only the coin Gadol. Then you get to a higher place. Right? That's why the Pach Shemen was sealed with the Chesim of the coin Gadol. Not just the coin, coin Gadol. Because it means it carried, it represents the Kodesh HaKadoshim. The hidden part. Okay? We have to talk about this next time. We'll continue next week. Finish this up. And uh, we'll, we'll discuss the modern day applications of the war of the Hashemunayim.